With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode 48. Let's roll. Aaron Rodgers comes out, has his press conference. He was quiet, silent, really. I didn't hear a single thing. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of words, a lot of... Uh, you know, innuendos, trade rumors, retirement rumors. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I've got some thoughts about Aaron Rodgers. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, I've had some pretty fired takes about Aaron Rodgers, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let those firecrackers off and see what my guest thinks of them. I've got the OG with me today. My very first podcast guest was this man, Tommy Mo. Um, and he guided me through one of the worst shows of all time. <laughs> he was rubbing my back and, you know, telling me it was going to be okay as I cried to the finish. But uh, he, he got me there. He's my partner here at the Undroppables. He is the best guy on the internet. Tommy Mo, welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Jax Falcone? Thank you for having me back. That was <clears throat> That was an exceptional first episode. I was so happy to be your first guest to pop that cherry for the first yes. episode of the drafted. Oh, what a long way you have come, my friend. <laughs> you were so gentle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to take it easy with you. you know, I, I, lo- actually, I love being hand. the first. I love being people's first time guests. Uh, I love being a guest on, on the, you know, the first episode of a new show. Um, you know, I've been podcasting for four years, so it's like, I just I remember how it was for me, so I, I love when new people are coming into the space, uh, doing their new podcast, and, and I love to help them out and, and be a, a first guest because I know I you know I remember how it was, and so you know um, just had to take it easy with you, buddy. Yeah, well, you're good at it too. I mean, you know, you're a great host, and you know, people gen- genuinely like you when they interact with you, especially you know in person. Uh, or in this, you know, medium, sometimes right? more you know, so in person than than on Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Especially if you're talking about the Raiders, then Tommy <laughs> Tommy hulks out and starts, you know, starts ripping oh. people's arms off. I'm not a homer. I mean, I really try to keep my tapes yeah, right. like homer free. Um, right. But when it comes to the Raiders, it's really hard. It's tough. Yeah, you know, you're terrible. It's awful. You're the worst <laughs> ever. I love it. I, you know, sometimes I like it's like poking the dragon. I'll just, you know, and Michael P. Duncan, of course, y'all know. The, the producer here, he'll be in the group chat and he'll be like, oh, no, here we go again. He's like, what go. are you doing? Don't do that to him. I'm like, not going to see here. Let's see what happens. I'm going to bring up Josh Jacobs. This is going to be great. Oh, no, you know, I oh, love you, smart. brother. I love yeah, you too, bro. I'll, 
I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, Undrafted has been killing it uh, this last year, so I'm excited for your for your second season coming up here uh, in 2021 with the new season. That's like, God, it's so damn close. We are like training camps here, and and I'm so ready for football. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we've been going through these pods after the NFL draft and after rookie drafts. <clears throat> excuse me, trying to find things to sort of drum up and talk about. And then this last week I get you on the pod and it's like, um, we've got plenty to talk about. We got Aaron Rodgers, Michael Thomas, Cam Akers camps open. Like there's just so much to talk about, but, um, you know, and, and actually for those who thought I was going to have Mike Lou on this week, it's actually pushed to next week. I'm doing a home and home with Mike Lou. It's going to be a great show. And, uh, Tommy fills in in short notice. And I'm so pleased because let's talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers off the top. Um, the, the thing for me has always been that the, that the Green Bay Packers needed to do whatever they needed to do to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like a, a simple equation. You know, he's the, he's the skeleton key that unlocks the potential Super Bowl. You have a pretty good roster. You did a shitty job of drafting the other year when you did the A.J. Dillon, Josiah DeGuerra nonsense picks where they could have had, you know, real weapons around and, you know, but whatever. That aside, they've actually done a really great job of putting a roster together. You know, the it was Jordan Love, AJ Dillon, and Josiah DeGuerra. Unbelievable. But um, <laughs> other than that, <clears throat> they've done a really good job. Now you've got this guy. And yes, I am the first to admit that Aaron Rodgers is a bit mercurial and maybe a little bit diva-ish. I don't know. I mean, I don't know him. He certainly didn't come across that way in his um, in his press conference. He was very calculated, very cool, very calm. That's probably just all of the THC rolling through his body when he was in Hawaii having a great time with his model girlfriend, whatever. I mean, he definitely, by the way, side note, tangent, he definitely went to Hawaii and got fucked up and got high and had a great time. Hell yes. Am I right? Yeah. You saw how he showed up to training camp. He was grooving. He was fucking grooving. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. He's like, all right, find me. I'm out. Like he was, he's, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the, it's it's funny because the whole thing, all off season, all the talk. I mean, everyone talks about coach speak and smoke, and like for me, this is like it was the most smoke I've ever seen. Like, it's not. I, I didn't believe a single fucking word of it. To be honest with you, I, I I was like, he's gonna be back. He's gonna be back. Why would he leave? It doesn't make any sense for him to leave this year. I know things aren't like perfect, and 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 yeah, the the issues that he had are are real issues, and 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 real. Um, things he's been dealing with with the team, but like, I just I I never believed I never believed he was going to yeah. be traded. Like he was going to go to Denver, all that shit. I I was you, you can find it on Twitter. I he's going to be back next year. I just kept saying it <laughs> right. over and over again. Well, especially like for me, it was like when Denver didn't pick Justin Fields or whatever. Like because if they're about to trade him, it's like you you know Justin Fields might get you Aaron yeah. Rodgers if you're trading, right? Yeah. Like they need a quarterback, and that's the weird thing is like. Does Green Bay really think that they don't need a quarterback if they get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Do they really honestly believe that Jordan Love is an NFL quarterback? Like, is that real? Or do you think that? Well, I think he has the chops to be in. Like, you want to give him a shot, but you don't want to just like completely pull the plug 
right before training camp and oh now we have to rely on jordan love you know he's never really started he you gotta ease it in it's not just like we did with your episode one we gotta <laughs> ease it in right <laughs> so everybody everybody just... at home listening was thinking the same fucking thing you just said so congratulations so you don't want to just like pull you know like and, and it's one thing to 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 you know he retires at the end of the season in january and and now you're preparing for jordan love to take over like that's different right that's yeah that's handing the keys over to the next generation they the, to do it this way would have just left them like okay now we have to go with jordan love or try to sign somebody who's out there which there's not really anyone available who you would want to start right now well i mean and what an amazing job by the green bay packers because you know the two people on the planet that unlock their hopes at a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gudinkus. I mean, without <laughs> Brian Gudinkus, they have no shot at a fucking Super Bowl. So good thing they held on to his ass and angered Aaron Rodgers, but they were able to keep him. What a what a brilliant move just hanging on to Brian Gudinkus. I mean <laughs> The fuck? The franchise, Everybody right? was arguing like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't get rid of Gutenkus. Like why? why let me we, just ask you this question. Why the fuck not? Like not? It, literally anybody yeah. could do his job. Are, are we it's buying Gutenkus jerseys? Oh, Jesus. No. Is Gutenkus yes. throwing in touchdowns? No, it's oh. Aaron Rodgers team. And we were talking about this before we started going uh, recording, but like, this is not like the backup quarterback. This isn't Jordan Love. This isn't some scrub. This is Aaron Rodgers saying, you need <laughs> right. to listen to me. I want to input and in say in what's going on in the team. It's Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career when he's won you so many games and he's performed so well and so many MVPs. And it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like, right. He should have the clout to be able to say, let me have a say in this. You know, he's a veteran in the league. He's the face of the league in so many ways. It's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like, I don't know how many times to say, like, the fact that, like, people would question that. You know know what's crazy, Tommy, is they they didn't even need to listen to him. They just had to pretend to listen to him. Like, (laughs) like, all they had to do was be like, totally, bro. Like, you're fucking awesome. Like, literally, he said it. He was like, I didn't, he said something that was amazing. He was like, I just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. They didn't make it, they didn't make, like, they just didn't treat him nicely. Yeah. Like, basically, I mean, is what he was saying. And, and it sounded like they were a little bit cold with some of the other players that left, you know, on the way out. They weren't exactly, you know, I, look, I get it. Players are going to take up for players. But, you know, I mean, at least they could have placated him just a little bit. Right. So that was just my my thought. I mean, they didn't have to fire Brian Gutenkust. I'm sure Brian Gutenkust is a wonderful man. But I mean, at the end of the day, he is not nearly as important to the franchise's, um, you know, fortunes as the star quarterback. I mean, yeah. I said it to you before the show. Do you think uh, the Patriots would like to have fucking Tom Brady? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you only get how many years with him? I mean, and, and the year they leave is the a year you miss them. I mean, you want every single season of Aaron Rodgers until he can't play anymore. That's what Absolutely. you want if you're Green Bay. There's a reason there's all these quarterbacks in the league right now above their 30s because they right. manage to stick around because they're that good because even though there's a whole handful of quarterbacks coming into the league every single year, these guys know how to win at an NFL level. They know how to play the NFL game and that's completely different and you can rely on these guys and that's why they stick around. I mean, we saw it last year and now we're finally starting to get this new wave of quarterbacks that are probably equally as good to start pushing some of these guys out. But until then you're hanging on to Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, as long as you can, because eventually they'll be paying Manny and they're gone. And, and it's funny you mentioned Matt Ryan. Cause I thought there was like, I was going to mention him too, as you were talking, like 
isn't there like a, a slight, not slight, but like a different tier to a guy like Matt Ryan? You know, like if they did that to Matt Ryan, they're like, we're going to go with Fields. We'd all be like, Matt Ryan was yeah. good, but that was probably a good decision. <laughs> right. No, seriously. We'd be like, all right, that's fine. Right. But like Brady, like if you were to make yes. a list, not of the best quarterbacks in the league, but like the, 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 you have one game, one playoff game and you get to pick your quarterback. It'd be like Mahomes, Russell Wilson, yeah. Tom Brady, like yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron like, Rodgers. Yeah. Right. That's the four. I think I don't even think there's really a conversation for anybody else. Like I love Lamar. I love Kyler. I love Dak. I like all these Herbert. I like all these players. They're getting there, but Josh Allen, you know, like they're getting there, but they're not those guys. Not those guys. Yeah. Like, you know, the chops to like really win a game. Right. Like, Really, really put the weight on your your shoulders, really make it happen. We've seen Aaron Rodgers throw those Hail Marys. Yeah, there's (laughs) someone on the other end catching the ball, you know, that needs to make that happen. But he's making those plays. Russell Wilson's making those plays. They've done it against each other. You know, like those are the guys you want to rely on. They're going to make the plays. They want the ball. You know, you're a quarterback. You know, at the end of the game, you want the ball in your hand because you're going to make the plays. That's right. And you either do or don't. He's a guy who does. But, you know, let's move past it. I, I thought I was going to get a little bit more emotional about the about the Aaron Rodgers thing. I, I thought I, uh, you know, held back and did a nice job there. OK, but now we got to talk about fantasy football. And I was just on the, the GOAT district uh, uh, pod and YouTube and and kind of got this out there. But I think it's wheels up. I w- I've been drafting all off season, maybe with the one exception. I don't think that I was high enough on Aaron Jones in the off season. And I kind of think I messed that up, but everywhere else, like I've got a ton of Aaron Rodgers in best ball because he was criminally undervalued as if like he might not play. I mean, felt like he was going to play for sure. If anything, maybe get traded. I just really never saw the retirement or sitting. Um, so I'm well, with you I there. That. I love that people uh, started to interrupt. I love that people started also dropping Devontae uh, Adams in value too, because of those rumors of Aaron Rodgers leaving. Like that was ludicrous. And even if he did leave, it's still fucking Devontae Adams. Like he's still yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, he's going to be amazing. And and so now, you know, I, I moved Aaron, Aaron Jones all the way up to running back five, just behind nice. Zeke and Kamara, ahead of Derrick Henry and JT. And I'm not sure if he's going to stay there, but at the moment I feel really good about what Aaron, Aaron Jones is going to do in that offense. Um, you know, Jamal Williams was replaced by A.J. Dillon. By all accounts, uh, AJ Dillon is not nearly the pass catcher that Jamal Williams is. Right. So that just puts a little bit more of that pass catching burden on, on uh, Aaron Jones, which is great. And maybe the short yardage empty carries go to AJ Dillon a little bit more. That's fine. Um, you know, we really want those high leverage uh, touches for Aaron Jones. I think he's going to get a ton of them. And I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams who posted the Jordan Pippen, uh, thing <laughs> are definitely on a mission to kick ass this year. And I think it's going to be the tide that lifts all boats in green Bay. Oh yeah. What yeah. I about agree. The Aaron Jones spot. Yeah. I love Aaron Jones. Um, let's see. I have him currently at running back seven. I just uh, updated my rankings. I think actually today. Um, and yeah, I'm like you, I mean, I, I have him just behind uh, Zeke and Derek Henry. Um, yep. But I think, you know, like overall, I think uh, consensus for undroppables, we have him as running back six. And I think that's fair overall, considering he finished running back five last year, especially in points per game. Um, but I love Aaron Jones. I, I, I've been on the whole free Aaron Jones, you know, train with Matthew Barry yeah. for the last like two years. Um, really love what he can do. And, and, you know, I think last year he was getting drafted as like a fringe <clears throat> uh, borderline running back one, running back two. Um, 
you know, and easily putting up running back one numbers. And he's one of those guys. I just feel like there's a bunch of guys that are like on the tail end of running back one um, that people just don't have faith in, like they can, can that they can't continue to put up running back one numbers. And Aaron Jones, I think, <laughs> is a great example of that. Um, whereas ADP is low enough where you can get them in the second round and stack them with something, someone really great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course. But he's going to put up great numbers, both in the passing game, like you said, with Jamal Williams gone, uh, some of those targets uh, open up. And what you might see a little bit less of is some of those goal line carries with A.J. Dillon there instead. Um, but I still, I haven't, I think I've projected uh, Aaron Jones, but I, I, I know he's still going to have a, a really good year. And I really think he can finish as like a mid to low end running back one easily. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think in a lot of times too, when you're in that first round, you're like trying to avoid mistakes and it's like yeah. I, I try to think about Aaron Jones and like what could possibly be the reason you're like oh man I didn't see that coming that's why he's not good it's like I don't have much like even Kamara yeah. like you're like oh yeah that's right this offense no more breeze like Michael Thomas is out like of course we should have seen this train wreck you know coming but yeah. um you know what I mean like Jonathan Taylor it's like oh yeah Mac is back they don't have rivers right. anymore to throw it to him out of the backfield and like not Hines takes catches yada yada like you know what I mean? Oh, Saquon Barkley coming off the injury. We should have seen that. Like, not that these are bad players. Like, Derrick Henry, oh, that's right. He doesn't catch passes. Now the they were in more negative game scripts, and he just didn't get to 2,000 yards rushing yeah. and 20 touchdowns. He had, you know, 1,310, and that's not good enough if he doesn't catch passes, you know. And so, like, each of these guys has, like, that, oh, yeah, that sucks. That could have, you know, that's what we should have saw coming. Whereas Aaron Jones, you're like, I don't know. Where's the Where's the, where's the landmine? I don't see it especially this year more than any other year. And I think again, because, you know, Jamal Williams isn't there. And that was always, you know, the argument the last few years is like, Oh, well, he's going to split touches with Jamal Williams. And like, right. Yeah. But we've seen him like get past that every single year. Um, and, and then, you know, like Brad wire, our uh, uh, offensive line guru at the Jobables has their uh, green Bay offensive line ranked number nine overall. Um, you know, so yeah. yeah, it's like, where are the landmines that we're looking for? I don't see any, you know? And, and so, um, you know, I was looking at my projections and I think I have them for Aaron Jones for 1200 rushing yards, um, and 330, uh, uh, receiving yards. Receiving so yards. Like, yeah. So about 1500 yards total, you know, with like 13 total touchdowns like that. That's pretty good. I, I like that, you know, and, and I can yes. see that really happening, uh, with him. Um, well, so it's yeah, funny when you do projections, when you do projections, it's kind of hard to give any of that to anybody else. Like I, I know the, the goal line stuff to AJ Dillon is kind of makes sense, but the targets, the running back targets, you're not like, you know, that's like 80, 90% Aaron Jones. You know, it's right. not like you're going to be like, oh no, if they have, you know, a hundred running back targets, he's only going to get 30. It's like, no way. Right. You know, if they have 80 running back targets, he's getting 70 of them, you know? So yeah, yeah he's getting <laughs> most of those. Yeah. And I think I still, <clears throat> I think we have about like, uh, 84, something like that, you know? And, and yeah, like 58 or 60 of them are definitely going to Aaron Jones. Um, but there I still go. have yeah. AJ Dillon with like 700 rushing yards. Um, off 135 carries so even if he's getting like 20 percent of of the rushing share uh, which is definitely uh, possible and, and kind of just replacing jamal williams like he's still you know borderline like fantasy relevant definitely on a weekly basis and maybe a dfs play this year i don't know if he'll get that many rushing yards that feels a little bit optimistic to me but i get definitely. what you're saying like yeah i get what you're oh, saying he could yeah. get that though he could get five or ten uh carries a game which would you know you said 135 like that's like what seven a game or something like that. So it's certainly seven, eight a game. So it's definitely possible. possible. I, I'll give you well, that all day long. 
and, you know, and if you're if you're looking at my, uh, my projections on on Twitter, I'm, I'm I have a thread and curating all my projections. But chalk one on one chalk here, then Jopples gives me shit for my projections because uh, he thinks I'm not necessarily trying to be accurate. And it's not that I'm definitely trying to be accurate. I'm just not trying to beat my clay at his own projections because that guy's yes. like super accurate, right? So I'm trying to get in a, a range that I can uh, rank these guys in a range that's reasonable um, for some of these guys. And so you know, I might be off by like a hundred yards or so for some of these guys, but overall, if it's in like the range of possibility and the range of outcome and i like it and i think like you said if it's like seven touches seven rushes a game that's possible you know like we yeah. can possibly see that especially if he's coming in in any sort of rotational um situation or as uh you know short yardage back yeah and if obviously if anything happens to aaron jones uh, right. aj Dillon could be you know could be a bit of a monster in this offense for sure well and these projections uh, doing them is fun because like yeah, especially when you're doing it on Analyst Depot, which everyone should go check yes, out, sir. by the way. Um, yes. Great uh, projections wizard there um, that, that uses uh, artificial intelligence to help you make some of your projections. But um, Thank God, because I, I don't have any normal intelligence. So the artificial intelligence <laughs> really artificial helps me. One, right? yeah. you know, but when you're doing them, what I like to, you know, why I like doing them, because it's you're, you're starting with how many rushing uh uh, rushing attempts and overall pass attempts you know how many run plays and pass Team. plays are this team's gonna yes. have and, and and you know some of those guys were like aj aj dylan you're like well i don't think he's gonna get that well someone has to get those yards right or someone has to get those carries and they can't all go to like one guy so you're forced to kind of okay this is how these are gonna divvy out and then some of these you know some of the projections that come out at the end like yeah i'm even surprised um by some of the results but like i said if it's all gonna work out in the end to help with my rankings then and really, that's all I'm like really going for. And as long as within the realm of possibility, I'm happy with them. Yeah, yeah. You said it, man. I, I was going to move on there real quick, but I like that you mentioned that because I was I was thinking I was going to mention that, you know, when you do projections, there's actually a lot to be learned from just the act of doing the projections. Never yeah. mind, like looking at them after would be like, huh perfection yeah you know, that's not really how it works like because you know for a fact as you're doing them that you're wrong it's not like you're thinking boy this is easy it's actually yeah. hard right. and you're right you know the one thing when when dave was developing this you know he certainly had talked to me a bit about how, how to do them in his first uh go at it um i thought was a was not good because i said you got to start from team level if you can't yeah. input team level first then the wizard isn't a wizard. It's just a, it's just a toy. I yeah, said the wizard tool. needs to, yeah, it has to start with the team level because that's how Mike Clay does his projections. You know, that's how Great. anybody who does projections does them. And, you know, I've done back of the napkin uh, projections for many years, you know, and I used to do it just on a player by player basis. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't have a tool, I didn't have yeah. the, the, the software. And so of course you just do it player by player and be like, what's different. You know, you look at the team like, OK, Jamal's gone. A.J. Dillon's in, yada, yada. You start to think about what Aaron Jones could do. But you're right when you actually have to put a, a percentage of who's going to get the rushing attempts, bro. Like you have to right. fucking decide that here, right. bro. So like you're like, OK, well, what did he get last year? Yeah. So <laughs> right. you look, oh, you got OK, well. Who's getting that? Is Aaron yeah. Jones just going to get all the Jamal Williams? Is he going to, you know, so you really right. have to make the, make it fit. And yeah. so you can just say whatever the fuck you want. And right. then sometimes you'll come out with it. And it's like, it's really stupid. And you're looking at it. You're like, all right, I got to go back. That was, uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, that's why I've been doing them. Um, so, um, um, 
<clears throat> been so uh, forthcoming and forthright, you know, and I'm just putting them yes. out there, you know, because I, I, I want people that, to jump in and say, hey, you're wrong here or you need to adjust this or <laughs> right. what's going on. And then I want to hear people's bias takes about their teams. Like, oh, how could like I got it from a lot of Rams fans. How are you going to rank, you know, get Jared Goff that many more? Like now that he's not at the Rams, fuck him. I'm like, yo, that's what it was like. And Matthew Stafford came out higher. So are you happy now? You know, like it's just it's just a system, it's just a tool. Like I, like yeah. to me, they're all it's all fucking numbers. I don't care who. The, the name of the guy like yes it does play in a factor if i'm gonna you know are they gonna regress or or are they gonna progress for this year you know what's going on but at the same time it's just like where do the numbers fit and when you take a little bit less biased look at it that way i like the process that you're talking about because you yeah, understand right. you know i can't just throw a take out there <laughs> on twitter like so and so's you know james connor is gonna get 1600 yards like where where is that gonna come from show me <laughs> yeah you know, right you can't just show me because where's chase edmonds gonna get his you know and so it, it's just i like it it's like it's a great tool anyone out there that's listening should go check out analyst depot um yes it, it's just it, it helps you know it helps you um be a better analyst frankly and and yeah I, I you know i'm putting it out there so everyone can see what i'm doing um see if they suck see if you like them but at least i'm putting it out there for you to check them out yeah, and I don't know how much the full package costs. It's not a lot of money. It's it, it. Dave put a lot of work into it. It's really good. It's not a finished product. He's constantly tinkering with it, and it's going to be better each year. But yeah. definitely, if you if you support him now, it's going to be an even better product next year. But it's one of the only sort of DIY projection makers yeah. that I know of. I mean, because I've been looking for this shit my whole life. Like you know, because I've been back in the napkin. So that was part of the reason that, you know, we, we sort of mentioned to Dave to do this. And so, yeah, go to analyst Depot. Um, I don't know, give him whatever it is. I mean, I don't know how much money it is. Can't be that much. Uh, you know, dude, it's dude's just it, charging right? for his work. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. So, um, moving on, uh, where do you have Aaron Rodgers um, uh, in redraft now that he's yeah. playing? Like, you know, so where, where, I, where do you have him? I never moved him. Because I didn't believe any of the shit that people were saying, he never moved. So for me, he's quarterback 10. And I think he might have like been from like quarterback seven at one point to quarterback 10. So they're so okay. So I take that back. There might be a little bit of movement, but it wasn't sure. like I was throwing him off of, of a boat like like you like to say, Jax. Um, yeah. he, he, he moved <laughs> a, you know, a couple of you know spots, one or two spots, but he was always in the top 10 for me, especially for Rejaf coming into this year. And I think even for Dynasty, I still have him pretty high. Um, yeah, quarterback nine for me in Dynasty. So I really like um, Aaron Rodgers, at least for the next couple of years. I think, you know, he will, I think we'll see him like, I don't know. I don't think he'll go out like Alf riding to the sunset after Green Bay. I like I get, I feel like all the great quarterbacks like him, like do one stint somewhere else. And then you get like this random photo, you know, from 10 years ago, Aaron Rodgers in like a Kansas City Chiefs jersey or something like that. I think we all have like I'm not even looking at your rankings, but the Mahomes Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Like that feels like the chalk top five. Yeah. Um, I don't know very many people who have anybody else outside that top five. Like, right. Is that your top five? Well, and it's funny that you said the chalk top five, because the only yeah. person that doesn't have it that way is chalk. It's chalk. Yeah. Me, you have it that way. But chalk has Lamar Jackson at eight for some reason. And he has Tom Brady up there at five, but he's being a fucking Homer with that Tom Brady. He's being a Homer. He's being an idiot. Get Lamar Jack. I've got Lamar Jackson (laughs) at number two right now. And I just made a trade that you were wondering about, but I I just traded for Lamar Jackson in the dynasty league. But um, yeah, I I think he's going to, I think he's going to absolutely crush. Um, All right. So, but in general, I think that's kind of the top five. Here's my question. That next group and, and Tom Brady's in it. 
it's Russell Wilson, it's Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, it's Justin Herbert, it's yep. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I really think that's probably it. Some people have Jalen Hurts there. I'm going to leave him off for right now. But of that Herbert, I, I have it. Herbert, Rodgers, Burrow, Wilson, Brady. And for, I, for redraft. For redraft, of course. Yeah, okay. redraft. Herbert, Rodgers, Burrow, Wilson, Brady. What do you for what do you me, think there? For me, it's it's flip Tannehill and Burrow. That's where I have the flip, <clears throat> and I and 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 part I of like it. Tannehill, um, but yeah, you know, and, and I think you have him at twelve. I'm looking at him right now. We have yeah. t- uh, ten overall for Tannehill as the consensus, but yeah, I have him right now as uh, as quarterback seven, uh, and Burrow falls to eleven for me. Um, you know, and 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 that that could change. And to be honest, that that really could change for me. Um, you know, if Burrow comes back 100%, if, 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 you know, all wheels are up, everyone's healthy, offense is, is dialed in, um, I, I get to see him easily uh, finishing higher than where I have him now um, as, as quarterback 11. Um, because Ryan Tannehill, you know, I, I just think, especially now with Julio Jones, like <laughs> Ryan Tannehill was so great last year. I think he's going to continue to have another good year. Um, and, and Joe Burrow is awesome. It's just, you know, they still have to deal with that offensive line a little bit. Um, sure. You know, and, and I guess, but I mean, when you did your projections, you had to have like, I mean, it was almost like, like you, you have to almost think about 700 pass attempts with Joe Burrow. You're like, is almost. it going to be like, cause it's 17 games. You're like, is it 700? I don't know. Like, and so I just think they're going to throw it a lot. Their defense still sucks. The offensive line is an issue. I'm not going to uh, shy away from that. It's a problem. But um, but the the pass attempts are going to be there. The weapons are fucking certainly there. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd is now joined by Jamar Chase, so the yes. weapons are there. Look, if Joe Mixon can stay healthy, that's a that's an offense, man. I mean, I don't know about the offensive, offensive line, and they don't need any damn tight ends. Just you know, I mean, it's just <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's it could be bananas, and that's why I'm hesitant to drop Joe Burrow at all. Like I'm tempted to put Joe Burrow at six. Like oh wow. And redraft, like just because, like I mean, somebody's got to be at six. Is it Herbert? Is it Wilson? Right. Who, you know, one of the Tannehill's fine. I I have Stafford, Tannehill, and Hurts. You know, even Hurts, like all the way through Hurts. So if that's thirteen. You know, uh, in a, so what this is telling me is that late round QB in your standard twelve team home league is still yes. the way to go. Yeah, because. Yes. You know, you might be able to get Jalen Hurts with like the last pick of your draft. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, like people are, or, or somebody like that, Tannehill yeah. or Stafford or whatever. Like, there's just, there's a lot there. Even I mean, if I you just kinda, wanted to have a quarterback too, just for fun, yeah. you know, in a standard, you know, in a one quarterback league, like, yeah, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be sitting there. And like, why not? Yeah. I mean, it, there's certain situations where I think, you know, like Hurts is like, He's interesting because depending on the scoring, depending on the type of league it is, like he's a bit of a lottery ticket. So in a big tournament setting, I think he's worth taking as early as you care to. Like, I mean, because his ceiling is certainly top five, like because of the rushing. Right. He's he's just got gigantic ceiling. His floor is sort of baked into, you know, Deshaun Watson trades and like benchings and like just the sort of scuttlebutt about him not necessarily being – assured the job for the entire season that's where his floor comes from like because even if he plays bad he's going to score a lot of fantasy points but if he plays bad enough he may not play anymore (laughs) yeah yeah and i guess like i'm a little bit lower on jalen hurts right now um i have him at quarterback 18 uh, but again i feel like all these rankings can move and and that's partly why or mostly why i'm doing projections is to help in these rankings because i feel like 
you know, where it gets a little muddled, uh, that second half of, of, uh, of the top 10, uh, you know, where you're kind of going to kind of go in from here too, from 10 to like 18, 10 to 20, um, you know, it can get a little bit tricky. And then you're like, what are you going on your gut and, and feeling, you know, and I want to do projections to have a little bit more basis behind it because like, oh, you know, this is where I have this guy projected at higher than this other guy. Cause right now, you know, for me, it's like, well, he's at, he's where he's at because I don't want to rank him higher than some of these other guys I have ahead of him. Um, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, even like Derek Carr. But again, I'm being a homer there with Derek Carr, you know? And so like I, I start out my rankings um, and, and they are what they are right now, but they definitely evolve and change as we get closer to the season. Well, I'm going to urge you to reconsider your Jalen Hurts uh, ranking. Uh, I moved him down to 13. I had him higher than that. Oh, wow. And oh, yes. Right now he's going as the quarterback eight on underdog. And, wow. it, you know, yeah, dude, it, go look at your projections. I, I, you mean, I, I see he's the gonna have a thousand yards rushing. He's going to yeah, have a thousand yards the, like, yeah. he, you know, if he does anything as a passer, it's going right. to be bonkers. So, right. like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have to. He can throw 20 touchdowns and still be a top seven quarterback. Like, it, that's true. It's, I mean, it's gonna we be, saw it with Lamar. I mean. Lamar, absolutely. And I mean, when yeah. Lamar threw 35 touchdowns, he was he set the record for most points scored by a quarterback in history. Like, you know, right? I mean, he didn't right. throw 50 touchdowns. He threw yeah. 36, I think he led the NFL. So, yeah, yeah in his MVP season. So, um, yeah, I, I just see the, the, the ceiling with Hurts. Right now, he's going just ahead of Aaron Rodgers in ADP, but I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going ahead of him. It's just, you know, he's moving up. Yeah. Um, so, so call him quarterback nine just behind Rodgers. So it's like Herbert. Rogers, Hertz, Burrow, Brady, um, and then Tannehill, Stafford, and I, I agree with that. At least that top thirteen mm-hmm. in one fashion or another. I think mm-hmm. it's a very clean uh, ADP on underdog right now. Um, and Hertz again is being drafted there because of upside. And a lot of these, these are also best ball manias and right. you know big tournament. You want those upside, right? that upside, yeah. Yeah, Hertz is better there because if he craps out, you're not winning shit anyway. It's a best ball, and if he hits. <laughs> Then fucking sweet. You know, I can, you know, I'm going to have another quarterback. I'm going to have, you know, Baker Mayfield and, you know, Tua or whatever later, whatever, you know. So, one that's, you know, if you're trying to construct like a different (laughs) roster, right? A little bit of a contrarian roster. It's, you know, those best ball leagues where you have to stick out, be different. Um, You know, if you're getting someone like Hertz and yeah, you could load up somewhere else and and then he could ball out. You know, he's, he's that Konami quote, uh, quote type quarterback. And, you know, if you're, if you have him at 13, then, I mean, even that, right? Even at 13, you're still there's still a couple non Konami code quarterbacks in front of them, even if you had them there. So it's not even like the last of the running quarterbacks. Um, you know, we're not like going to consider like Ben Roethlisberger anymore as a running quarterback. Um, but guys like Tannehill, you know, they fit in there. Um, Justin Herbert, Wilson, stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I see it like I, it, for, for those listening to uh, Jax definitely is the, is the one guy that always gets on us over at the drop to make sure our rankings are on point. Yeah. Um, we'll come and poke us when, when they think some, someone's too low. So he's definitely poking with Jalen Hurts. And I, I, I definitely, um, I, I see where you're coming from, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes my rankings are just, like I said, they evolve. And sometimes they're just kind of out where they're at for whatever reason. And like, yeah, maybe I should move that guy up. And, and, and that, you know, him being, um, the upside is definitely a reason to consider it. I just, you know, I think I worry a little bit about, um, what was going on with Ertz, you know, now he's back, I guess, um, with the slim shady haircut. And then, uh, and then we got, uh, Rager that just, oh, fuck, I was so high on Rager, like him having a down year, which even though I should like listen to my own advice where like, a down year for a rookie in, in 2020, like you shouldn't give him 
it, it shouldn't mean the same as any other year because it was fucking 2020. It's an exceptional year. It's the exception to the norm. It's not a normal season to judge him by. So, yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts definitely could, could bump up a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, in the top 15 for sure is, is, is an easy place to put him, uh, especially, uh, you know, like you said, with all that upside. Yeah, and I think you've got to look at, like, especially if you're – if your followers are following you um, for advice, like most of them are, are, are maybe playing in 12 team leagues. So if you're, if you're giving redraft rankings, then you don't want to let pick 12 or uh, quarterback 12 or 13 go past without you drafting Jalen hurts. So you just yeah. don't want to do that yeah. uh, because that means that everybody already has a quarterback and you're either taking too late or you're taking, you know, uh, your first quarterback, it's fine. Just take fucking Jalen Hurts. And if he doesn't yeah. work out, there's waiver wire. Like right. he has to be there just yeah. because of his upside, right? Like, totally. you know, you can't be drafting Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins ahead of Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins right. won't finish ahead of them for sure. That's not what I'm saying. I'm you just saying that they up. don't possess the upside that he has. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, they I agree. I agree. Yeah, they're, they're, you should, in any sort of 10, 12-man league, especially a 12-man league, yeah, you should, uh, Jalen Hurts should not leave that draft undrafted for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, he's got to be – and you can't let your opponent get him that late. Like you have to be targeting right. him and know where he's at. Like, I mean, the, and what's going to happen is there's going to be, you know, teams that have Lamar and, yes. and Mahomes and all these other – and you're going to be sneaky late and you're going to – if you can find a way to get Jalen Hurts on your team and he hits – Yep then you've now replaced their, you know, advantage. Yeah. They don't have an advantage now. Whereas right. if you're just trying to piece together Matt Ryan and fucking Daniel Jones, you know, whatever, like, you know, you're like, shit, I could have fucking had Jalen Hurts, right? So he has <laughs> to be, he, no, seriously, he has to, yeah. you have to have a star on his name yeah. and make sure that you don't let someone steal his ass. You know, if you have to reach a little bit to steal him from somebody, especially when you know that that quarterback needy team is coming up, reach around, be, reach around geez we're doing the ease it in and the reach around reach around early to get him on your squad so i you know and again if he if he flames out you just drop him i mean it's pretty easy in a redraft you know um but anyway oh, that's did, just my take on hurts did you did you find the uh, the title for this week's episode the reach around <laughs> hurts reach around oh shit <laughs> You know, the explicit, explicit content on that on that podcast logo. <laughs> oh shit! That, I tell you, the explicit content is why people tune in. Absolutely. You know, they're like, if I ever took that goddamn explicit content off there, I wouldn't have any damn listeners. They're all like, you know, the, I think I had the the one uh, f bomb episode. I don't remember when it was. It was like middle of last year. I think I said f the you know the word fuck like literally like I think fifty or a hundred times that oh, one Jesus. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was either like Chris Robin know. or like Jake Trowbridge or something like that. I yeah. was just, they had me going. I was just like F bomb everything. Fucking and, uh, you know, yeah, my, my, my kids got mad at me. They didn't, they didn't appreciate that. They were very <laughs> do, upset with me. Do your kids, do you have your kids listen to your pod? I, I, I'll have my no. kids listen to my pod sometimes. They don't give a shit. They're like, who the fuck's Jalen Hurts? I don't give a shit. Get this shit off. You know? You know, if, if you're grabbing them late, you know, to go back to some 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 game theory, um, yeah. you know, and if he does hit, then trade him or or you, you know, or trade the other guy you have but or just hold on to two guys that are fucking amazing. And then, you know, you're you're getting one over on your league mates, you know, but at least, yeah, um, yeah taking a shot on, on Jalen Hurts. Um, and even if you grab someone else late, like safe, like Kirk Cousins or some someone boring, you know, like Matt Ryan, um, 
yeah, it's 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 definitely worth the trade piece, and sometimes you have to draft some of those assets uh, solely I'll throw for the, the purpose curveball. of trading them. Yeah, I'll throw the curveball at you because we were going to talk about this later in the show. But who are some of the the guys that you like or or are fading? Uh, you know, start with the guys you like at quarterback. You know, right now, and you can talk about dynasty and or redraft because it's really one and the same a little bit, right? You know, it's guys yeah. you think are going to have a good year that are kind of being slept on a little bit, or guys that you think are just undervalued. Um, either way, it's it's the same difference. Um, who do you see that you're a little bit higher on, a little bit lower on uh, at the quarterback position right now? Because I can't wait to tell you mine. <laughs> well, again, it's, it's good. It's going to be a homework pick, but like, and I always bang this drum for Derek Hart every year. Um, yeah. Jax, you and I always argue every year about this. Um, uh, yeah, good year last year, man. I mean, if you're in a super flex league, he's a fantastic quarterback too. Um, I don't think in your if you're in any sort of one quarterback league, I don't think he's necessarily a guy that you have to draft. Um, but you may just want to stash him or keep an eye on him because at some point in the season, I said this last year too. At some point in the season, around week four or six, you're gonna they're gonna start talking about Derek Carr because he's not gonna throw interceptions and he's gonna put up some numbers. It happens every yeah. single year. Wide midway in the season, oh man, Derek Carr is actually doing really good for fans here, pretty decent, and someone that's safe. And so that's someone that I'm like always going into the season a little bit higher on than most people. Um, again because i'm a homer for the raiders but also from i was gonna say not, all right non-raiders then i'm just not, yeah I'm you know, so, but i had to start I'm there right i, I had to yeah, start yeah, there of course. Uh, right but yes. um but yeah someone i guess like even our rankings, you know Tannehill a little bit um matt ryan a little bit because yeah. you know i think with him getting pits that's actually gonna be really <laughs> good for him um but, you know, I guess, you know, and looking at the rankings that try to see, like, where am I really standing out as someone higher than at least you guys? Um, you know, I think like two is close to there um, or even Daniel Jones. I actually think two could have a really good year as long as his receivers um, are all healthy and they're all like hurt right now in training camp. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but I think he could have a really good season, a really good year, too. I don't think we really saw anything that that he could really do. Um, and, and so, you know, with Gaskin back, uh, you know, Gusecki's back um, with with Waddle there, I, I think he could end up finishing at a pretty at a fringe quarterback one. I think he has that potential again with the running uh, upside, too, especially if he gets going a little bit. I think he was playing a little bit safe last year. So I don't think you really got to see him really sling it and throw, throw the rock like he did. Uh, definitely Alabama but even like where he uh, came from in Hawaii at St. Louis you know he was really uh, slinging it there uh, and running a lot we didn't really get to see a lot of his running prowess so um, yeah I think two overall is probably one that I'm a little bit higher on but like I, I'm pretty chalky right now I, I don't there's no one that I'm like really planning my flag on that's like gonna really jump up uh, big time just because I I don't know uh, there, there's no one that's really standing out for me uh, that that you know that that's like that's well, my guy i will you tell know? you lately lately in best ball the last pick pick 18 of of underdog best ball i've been just clicking Taysom hill like almost every mm. single time lately just because again if you're talking about which quarterback being drafted outside the top 25 yeah. quarterbacks could end up with a top five season it's Taysom hill like as or i guess it's deshaun watson but you know it's Taysom hill and Taysom <laughs> hill right i mean deshaun you know, fuck that guy right now but you know but Taysom hill has this like if if things kind of go his way if they play the way that like new england played last year this like sort of rock fight they've got a good defense they've got a really dope offensive line they've yeah. got two really good running backs like 
hello, they're, they're set up to do this thing where they just grind you out and let Taysom do all this Taysom stuff. And then they have the sort of the gunslinger Winston in the, in the holster to come in and like save the day. If they're down, you know, 17, right. he can just YOLO it right before Michael Thomas got hurt. I thought it was going to be the other way. I thought it was like Winston's the starter and they're going to be able to bring yes. in Taysom to sort of salt away a few things and goal line sets and a few things. But my, my feeling has flipped a little bit. And, but the ADP is certainly both these guys have been, you know, stayaways because of mm-hmm. each other. Right? right. Like if you even believed in Winston, then you were still like, yeah, I believe in Winston, but uh, Taysom exists and he's going to, yeah. he's going to picture a bunch of shit. Field. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, but I think if Taysom somehow just is like the guy and Winston's the clipboard guy with the earpiece, you know, like, I don't know. He's not coming in situationally, like only in so far as like they're, they're getting fucking killed and they're down and they need someone to chuck it. Then he's coming in, but he's not coming in at goal line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like there's a, there's a world in which, you know, Taysom who's like, being drafted outside the top 32 quarterbacks of this fucking, you know, is a top five fantasy quarterback. I mean, not a top five real quarterback, not even a real quarterback to begin with, but but as a fantasy asset, you know, it's Jalen hurts 30 quarterback picks later, like whatever, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm looking always for the, for the Konami code late. And, you know, every year we do this, right. And it's this year it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and even you mentioned the guy, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got him Galladay. <laughs> hey, they got him Canarius Tony, which is a fucking joke. But uh, they, but Saquon comes back. Yep. You know, um, their, their, their offense should be at least more weaponized. I don't know the offensive line is any better. Uh, Jason Garrett is still clapping, but the, the team <laughs> might be better. You yeah, and I, and I just wrote about uh, Kenny Galladay too. I just put out an article for the Droppables, uh, some uh, three uh, fantasy distressed fantasy assets uh, that you know I think you can go after um, in in uh, in dynasty leagues that are definitely going to return some value. And Kenny Galladay was the first person I I wrote about, um, you know, and I have him for about like a 20 percent target share in New York, you know, which isn't a ton, but it's enough to be fantasy He's a big viable. Player. Well, yeah, exactly, you know, and. Um, <laughs> You know, one thing I, I found that was interesting was uh, was Daniel Jones uh, throws basically one of the worst uh, catchable has one of the worst catchable pass rates out of all starting quarterbacks in the NFL at least by last year it was like seventy four percent. But the good thing is that Kenny Galladay is number one on contested targets since twenty eighteen. Um, there you know, go. So you're, you're having one of the worst throwers uh, and one of the best pass catchers, um, at, you know, at, at bad balls. So um, I think that could be a really good marriage. Um, and I think it would work really well. I and agree. Actually, you know, possibly help, you know, the rest of the team. I, I still have some hope in Darius Slayton as a downfield target. He just needs to catch the fucking ball. Um, you know, but I, I think Daniel Jones, I mean, he even has some of that Konami code quarterback stuff too. You yes. know, if he can run it, um, he, he might fall we down. Saw him trip over the line. 10 yard line. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's but he was smoking there. dudes he when he got there, running. right? Yeah. He, yeah, he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, he's of course, fast. of course he fucking falls. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think he has a chance, you know, and going back to what you're saying with, uh, with, with Javis and, and Taysom, you know, I, and the other person I wrote about in the article was Michael Thomas, you know, and and thanks to Brian, uh, you know, shout out to Brian um, from the Undroppables with doing some of the, the stats research. But, you know, he looked at the splits with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, um, you know, and, and when Taysom's, you know, 
in that quarterback, it, yeah, the targets go down, receptions go down, you know, per game, yes. yards per game go down, everything goes down. But, it, but one thing that went up was the A dot actually went up to 10.4 compared to Drew Brees' 8.0, you know. And so he is pushing the ball a little bit more downfield when he is throwing it. He's just not throwing the ball as much. And so, right. And it makes sense. It stands to reason. A lot of play action, yes. downfield shot, right? Yes. Linebackers up, linebackers cheat. Next thing you know, you're throwing it over their head. Not a lot of short, quick passes. The short, quick mm-hmm. passes are replaced by short quick runs you know yes Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Drew Brees' short, quick passes plays into Michael Thomas's game, you know, so yes. I wanted to look at, okay, what was Jameis Winston doing with a guy like, you know, Chris Godwin, someone kind of similar, not the same as yeah. Michael Thomas, but yeah, kind of similar. similar, you know, and his ADA is actually still pretty high too, at 11.2 uh, with 84.2 yards per game, 10.4 yards per target, you know? And so I think that actually kind of like is a little bit skewed because I think it's more playing to like uh, more of an indicator of Jameis's game and, and what they were doing at Tampa Bay, throwing the ball downfield a lot more. Um, and so, you know, but just because of that, because they're throwing the ball a lot more because he has the ability to do that. It was going to be better for Michael Thomas if Jameis Winston was the quarterback. Now, no that article came out the day that fucking Michael Thomas said he's getting <laughs> ankle surgery. So we had to put an editor's note down there for the projection because, yeah, he's not going to be around now. But if he's not, he's not going to be around. And Jameis is the better quarterback for Michael Thomas. But you don't have Michael Thomas. And I'm going to agree with you, Jackson, saying Taysom Hill might be the better quarterback for them going forward with the game plan without Michael Thomas there. Right. And and he's free 99 right now. Taysom yep. is probably free in your dynasty league too. Like, you know, um, I, I'm a big proponent of packaging shit together. Cause if you just try and buy Taysom, someone's gonna be like, wait, maybe I shouldn't be trading him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if you just float a second and someone's right. like, Oh, that's a good, no, uh, why does he want Taysom? Why, why Taysom start, <laughs> now they're starting to Google like shit, like yes. looking at the news wire, like, Oh, it's Tays- wait, I think Taysom's going to start. This smart motherfucker wants Taysom yeah, for me. Fuck that. I think you're for cheap. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm not, always a package guy. Throw a package yeah, at my, someone. That, and, that's what my article was about, was about that player, that the perception of value that, that fancy football players have, you know, and that the shit changes like that, like super fast. As soon as there's a fucking alert, that value changes. Yes. And like you said, oh, I'm trying to get it for, you know, for a good price at the second. Now the guy thinks, oh, all of a sudden you're getting it for cheap because why? <laughs> what does Jax know that I don't know? And that's why is he it, trying baby. to pull one over? I mean, like, it's not that. That's good value. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just, right. It's a win win for both sides but you know it's it's the perception of the value how that changes so quickly and and how it's so different between players and and you know based on like what's going on with the league and so you know no it, it's crazy it's crazy how fast all this and, stuff and i'll is say changing. this right now everybody listening to this show not everybody but 95 percent of the, the listenership of this are dope dynasty players because like yeah. you don't just stumble upon this stupid fucking podcast where a bunch of idiots talk about dynasty football like if you're listening you're probably a pretty dope player obviously i'm you know awesome so you're listening to this stuff and we have yeah. the best guests who are telling yeah. you the awesome stuff so you're starting to win in your league your home league it's true you start doing that in your league and someone's like oh fuck this guy knows what's up i ain't selling yeah. you chase him but if you fish around the other way around and you like kind of you know, play a coy and you throw like, even if you know they're going to decline because it's like a little too heavy on, yeah. in your favor, but Taysom's like the third or fourth best player in the, this whole fucking conglomeration yeah. of a trade. And they're like, no, no, I'm not giving you fucking Antonio Gibson. But, but, but. And next thing you know, like they counter it. And you're like, all right, just do this and we're good. And then all of a sudden, just give me Taysom. Taysom, just give me Taysom. Taysom Hill just fucking <laughs> levitated over to your side. And you're yeah. like, and you just made a sort of a, a lateral move with running backs that you have in the same tier. You know, you did a Gibson for Najee Harris thing where you're like, fine, I gave up Najee, but I got Gibson. It's fine. But I also got yeah. Taysom and 
that's how you do this shit. Yeah. You don't just ask for Taysom because he's going to be like, wait a minute. So, right. you know, that that's kind of the dynasty game theory 101 yeah. is you know, I was on the GOAT district. They have this cool rap that introduces their uh, their uh, their their podcast. Nice. And it's like it's a cool rap. And they go, people trying to make the trades complex. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking yeah. me. That's, that's right. <laughs> I make that shit tricky on oh, your yeah. ass. But you know what though, if you if you know your league mates, right, and, and you know you have a guy in your league or a couple of guys ideally that are willing to throw trades back and forth and work through a trade because they want to trade and it may not be the right assets, but let's try this, let's try that. Dan Brown, uh, over at yeah. Sons of Dynasty is fucking fantastic at it. I love trading with him yep. because like he's never gonna get mad at a trade. If he doesn't like something, he's gonna like, right. send it right back and I'll send it right back. And we'll do eight times back and forth sometimes before we come up with a trade, but we'll land somewhere and that's <laughs> where you can do that, where you can like okay okay like we're getting too complicated just give me Taysom in, in a second for this and that you know and then you find a way to you want to hear something tommy this is great i'm gonna put it on blast you ready for this yeah this happened in a real fucking dynasty league today all right so you know how you get the alerts on sleeper you're like oh yeah. shit something's going on you know so i fucking hop in see what's going on and this this one person i'm not gonna name names i don't you know whatever it doesn't <laughs> matter it's not important it's not important y'all know who they are if you know who they are and if you don't it doesn't matter but Dude one is like comes out and is like, dude two, I can't believe you fucking would send me that stupid trade. What do you think I am? An idiot that's so it's such an unfair trade. And I'm like, oh shit, really? I didn't I, what happened? This is like I'm all ears, you know, I'm ready. And so they argue a minute, but they they show the trade. And they, you know, and yeah. then the one guy, so I'm like, oh, I look at the trade and it's straight up player for player, Justin Fields for zach wilson and i'm like well, well wait well how is that even a problem like yeah what are you way, about? yeah it's two rookie quarterbacks who may or may not be good going forward and i was like maybe the obviously the guy that has fields is like dude obviously i'm not going to give you zach wilson everybody has fields at like you know pick two and you you got this guy at pick nine. Not, that's what i thought yeah right but then that's i look so and i'm egregious. like but check it out it was the other way around the guy who had zach wilson thought the other guy was an asshole for just offering him straight up Justin Fields for Zach Wilson. Wow. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So th- then the other guy who offered Justin Fields for Zach Wilson wow. leaves the league abruptly because oh, he was shit. offended by it. Yeah, dude. So leaves like the this, whole league. This, yes. <laughs> this happens. Like, what the? So when you say guys don't get upset, like, Think oh. about the the sensitivity, so sensitive. that must be on both of these people who like so one sad. is first of all shook that someone just offered him <laughs> the one point oh two for the one point oh nine. That guy's fucking really upset about this whole fucking thing. You and then the other guy is yeah, how dare you send me? I was like, what the. F-? Yeah, even, so if that, so, even if someone sent me Zach Wilson for Justin Fields, I wouldn't be that upset about it. I'd be like, that's no. not enough. But like, no. like throw me a no late first, deal. maybe. But like, hey, or that's not, not or that bad. I mean, no, fuck, maybe I'm really high on Zach Wilson. You don't know. Like, yeah. it's not that yeah. bad. Like, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not even that. It's the other way. Like, the guy was pissed that you're th- throwing Zach, uh, Justin Fields at me. I was like, so of course, yeah, I'm an smash. asshole. That's I put up the Twitter poll. I put out the Twitter poll. <laughs> Who would you rather have in Dynasty? Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? And it's like 90 mm-hmm. to 10, you know, 90%. You so know, 90. And of course, I fucking shove that into the group chat. And I call them all bitches, you know. 
like, what See, is going this on? Is why, this is why people think the droppables are a bunch of assholes, okay? Because yes. we get off of this kind of shit. We love teasing each other and messing oh, with each other. But it's all, for us, it's something. fucking fun. Like, it's funny. Yes. It's fun. It's all just teasing. Like, and we, we're all good fucking people, but we love shit like that. Like, you oh, soft-ass so motherfucker for fucking quitting yeah, the league over as- that? God, it was crazy. Yeah. I was so shocked by everything. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I couldn't wait to see the trade. Like, oh, what? It I mean, that's got to be, be a really bad it trade, so right? Bad. <laughs> really offensive. But I was like, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell Justin Fields for that. But still, I mean, I wouldn't be up. Wait a minute. Crazy. It was the other way around. So uh, while we're on it, because we're just fucking rolling and having fun, I'm going to tell you about my trade today. Shallow League. Tight end, full tight end premium. So it's a big tight end premium league. You can only start two running backs and two wide receivers. So it's shallow. Yeah. And then there's three flexes, but in those flexes, I have, I have Pitts, Hawkinson, Logan Thomas. Everybody knows I love Logan Thomas. Hawkinson's oh, yeah. great. You know, Pitts is, let's go. So those are my, th- the tight end and two flex. So I really, you know, now you get, you're starting two wide receivers, two running backs outside of that. Maybe you put one in a flex if, you know, one of those tight ends, but those tight ends are starting every game because it's a full, a oh, full yeah. tight end premium. And then you get the super flex and I've got, my quarterbacks are, um, Jack Prescott. Very good. Hurts. Yeah. Very good. Justin Fields, not giving him up for Zach Wilson. Got fields. <laughs> and then I also have Baker Mayfield. And in this league, it's also a shallow bench, only 12 bench spots. So I've got like, I've got to make a cut Two two players, two, three players. I got to cut. And like my wide receivers are aren't strong, but I only have to play two yeah. of them, so I just have to find good matchups. I've got like, of course, I've got you know Sutton, Chark, uh, Juju. Um, of course, I have Gabe Davis. Oh, yeah. I have Terrace Marshall, uh, Elijah Moore, Jalen Rager, maybe some others. I'm forgetting whatever. But it's already I got to cut some people. One guys Running that backs, you don't really want to cut. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't to want to cut. Yeah, it yeah. gets a little bit dicey. I'm going to cut. Like, I have, I, have, I have Andy Dalton. Like, I don't want to cut okay. Andy Dalton. It's a super flex league. Like, yeah. I don't want to cut him. But he would I mean, actually be my cut player. Yeah. And I'm like, that's stupid to cut. I mean, he, he's kind of almost cuttable. But I'm like, I just don't want to do that. A, a possible starting quarterback in a super in flex a dynasty league super is, flex is league. worth yeah. hanging on to. You know, so this is Dynasty Game Theory 101 too. So what people normally do when they want to trade is they look at the two guys they're going to cut and they try and trade those two guys. Yes. But you know what? Everybody <laughs> in your league goes, fuck those two guys. You're just going to drop them. I'll just right? get them. I'll just pick them up for the fucking waiver wire. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want Andy Dalton. Don't fucking try to trade my ass Andy Dalton. They wouldn't drop Andy Dalton either, but they also aren't trading for his ass. So right. don't try and make that move. So what do I do? I'm like, all right, I'm going to trade like a three or two or three for one. So I go ahead and I move uh, Baker Mayfield. My 22 first, which by the way, I just think it'll be late. I, I have two first. I trade mine because, you know, no mine's always late. Mine's yeah. always a late one. So I, I, I trade Baker Mayfield plus the 22 first. And I just say, here's Jalen Rager and here's Elijah Moore. And I get back Lamar Jackson. I mean, how'd I do? I mean, it's 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 a it's definitely a fair price. It, it may to some, I think, could be looked at. You you may have overpaid, but considering Maybe. the roster construction and the league, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, I kind of like it. I mean, uh, to pair yeah. uh, Dak with Lamar Jackson, and then right with you know, whatever happens fields. with Dak, then you oh. got feel, yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of like that a Super lot. Super flex. So. 
goodness. Yeah, it, it's, you know, a, it's a super too, flex like, league, and it's a tight end premium. I've got a slew of tight ends, and I yeah. got a slew. Yeah, I traded a, a 21 first for Hawkinson uh, like last year, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Jesus, that's over. And it's like the, sometimes they don't realize it's a full tight end premium. Like yeah. Hawkinson is as good as like – well, he, he's probably going to score as many as like Calvin Ridley or some stupid yeah. shit. Like, right. you know, it's just so valuable. Like you look at the 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 – like Logan Thomas, I think was like would have been like wide receiver five or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like last yeah, year was crazy. Out. Didn't even do much, you know. So yeah. you gotta you gotta look at those settings sometimes. And and with a short roster, I mean, the, the idea was just fuck it, just give me Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott and see what I can do. Well, and like you said too, <laughs> like you you don't want to offer up the guy that you're gonna cut, right? So you have to no. offer up some good pieces. And that's what people like. I, I fucking hate trading with those kind of people that those are the people that always want to get up on you. They always want to trade their trash or something like where they're, you know, oh, this is like, I, I'm going to, you know, get one up on you. Or I'm going to improve. I don't care if you're improving, you know. And so they're going to try to trade those lower end stuff. But yeah, like what you're offering up is good enough where they're going to take the trade, you know. And then sometimes right. you sometimes those are the trades you, you want to make or need to make to get the guy that you want, you know. And, and sometimes you even if it's your overpaying or even if it looks like a loss, sometimes you have to do those kind of trades. And, and, and if anything, I mean, no matter what you're getting Lamar, so that's phenomenal. So just like, that's great. Like who cares? Right. But you're also building rapport with that trade partner, right. For, for your league, for your dynasty league, that's going to go on and on where this guy knows that you're going to send some good value trades, you know, where if you're going to, someone's going to give up Lamar, that they're going to do that, that at least they're getting some value and you're not trying to fuck them in a trade. You know, you're trying to give them something that's a good trading piece right out of the way. Absolutely. Tommy. Well, Tommy, this is the, this is the strategy, right? So like if I I mentioned this before on the pod, but I'll say it again. Like if there are certain times during the the dynasty schedule where you volume trade, where there's like a lot of trades, the trade volume is, is hot and heavy. Like during the startup, a lot of trades happen during the rookie drafts or somewhere, yeah. you know, in that area, there's sometimes a lot of trades and there's certain times where there's lots of trades, right? Well, if you're just making a lot of trades, like volume trades, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to win those trades. Like, and not like a lot, like just by like a little tiny bit, like make sure you get the extra second round pick in two yeah. years rather yeah. than you giving that up. Like right. just win those trades on the margins because if you're volume trading, that means you're making a lot of them. And yeah. so if you're making a lot of little profits, you'll end up with big profit. Right. Chalk is the king of this, man. Yeah. He'll make a fair ass trade, but he'll just like squeeze it a little, not unfairly, little just where you're like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. And then they, you look at his team and he's loaded and he's got all the stacked. draft picks, yeah. right? He's stacked <laughs> and you're like, fucking chalk, right? Yeah. So that that's volume trading win. And then I say, if you're buying, you need to pay. Yes. Because if you're selling, you yes. need to you need to get your king's ransom. You know, if yeah. you have Lamar or Patrick Mahomes or CMC or something like that, you're not going to sell light. You're gonna you're gonna right. want to get paid to give up that big big awesome asset. So if you're gonna buy them, necessarily you know you need to make a strong offer. So I made a strong offer. That yeah. was my first offer, and it was accepted. And honestly, a lot of times, if someone doesn't, if they counter with some nonsense. I fucking never offer to him again. You're off. You're, yeah. you're out. You didn't yeah. value that fucking dope offer where yeah. you, even when I told you before the show, you were like, I don't know, man, that's what you have to do because the yeah. guy receiving it needs to yes. be like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a real fucking deal. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I need to wait. I get a quarterback. I replace a quarterback. I get the fucking I, receivers. This is I get a pick. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. You, yeah. You yes. Gotta, yeah, you're no. right. If, if you're buying, that's that's a great distinction. That's a great distinction. If you're buying, you need to fucking pay for it. You need like, to pay up. You need to pay. And the value is in the eye of the beholder, right? So whatever that guy who's holding that player, that's the value yes. you need to play, pay. And it and it could be exorbitant, <laughs> but if you want that guy, that's what it fucking takes. And and I'm and like I, I'm, uh, you're talking about Mike Lou being one of your guests coming up, but um, I'm always a proponent of like. Fuck it, like sell a future pick, let future Tommy deal with it. I'll I'll find a way to, 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 to trade my way back into the first round of the draft next year. I'll find a way. Right. And I put that yeah. out on Twitter and Mike Lou's like, Well, it's gonna fucking cost you. I'm like, absolutely it's gonna cost me, but I'll fucking worry about it next year. Like, don't yes. let that future trade like or, or, or the future assets, the lack of, stop you from making a trade now, especially if it's going to help your team. You can find a way to make it work, but you're going to have to pay, and sometimes you just need to be okay with that. Sometimes that's how you got to play the game. You just got to make a fair offer and 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 pay that price, but at least you're making moves. At least you're doing something, you know, and, and a, yeah. a loss here or an overpay here can, can pay, you know, dividends on the end. And anytime I trade my way back into the first and get some phenomenal player, never like oh man i paid a lot like i'm just excited i got that player because i got back into the first round like i wanted to you know yeah i mean at the end of the day it has to all your moves kind of have to fit together which is why i shared the the team the structure because you know one could say well you're kind of deep at at quarterback but you know at the end of the day i think dak and lamar uh both playing on the same team you know you need a little bit of upside they're shallower uh, starting rosters so those those other teams are going to be good too. Like everybody's going to have good teams. So you really need to, you know, again, with a, with a shorter roster, you want to have more concentrated dope talent with a deep roster and deep starting lineups. You know, I might not have made that trade. I probably wouldn't have, you know, because it's, it's, you know, Elijah Moore is probably never going to play. I mean, it's a two receiver team. I mean, like, you know, there's only two on your roster. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. You only yeah. start two. I mean, you do have flex position, but again, I was with like, tight end premium, going to fucking start this year. I was about to argue. Yeah, yeah, this year. <laughs> I mean, like you know, like obviously it's possible he's dope and he's better than like he's an all pro. I, I get that. I understand the upside and Rager. I get it too. I mean, but you know, they're they're sort of like those are things that are like like the, the, it's not that they don't have value, but they don't really have a ton of value to my team. But yeah. they had a ton of value to help me improve from Baker Mayfield to yes. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Like that's where they, yes. that that's how I spent their value. Yeah. Like there you are They're Now I, I turn around and two years and I'm like, shit, man, I, I fucking sold Elijah Moore. He's, you know, Antonio Brown. Okay. Well, but I bet he isn't. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? Just fucking let your you let your future jacks worry about that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> future jacks will fucking handle. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I love future Tommy. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you just always worry about him. He just uh, worry about him. He, t- he takes care of everything. I love him. Future Tommy takes care of everything. Just fucking put it off. Future Tommy picks it up, and it's all taken care of. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Future Tommy will fucking handle this mess. I fucking yeah, yeah I funny. love it. Yeah. Oh shit, that's great, dude. Oh, fuck. Can I tell you about one, one one of my trades that I got recently? I want to get your opinion on it, and and, yeah. and it plays into like one of the other guys I know you wanted to talk about today. But one that I got, um, who was straight up in the dynasty league, it was Cooper Cup for Cam Akers. And normally, yeah, you asked like, me about this. I'd be like, I'd be just as mad as the Zach Wilson guy uh, <laughs> getting the Justin Fields owner. Maybe want to quit the league in a normal yeah. situation. 
but now with <laughs> but now with his Achilles, you know, like I just it, it made me pause. You know, it made me really actually consider it. I could use another receiver, and I do have a running back to fill in for Cam Makers uh, on the roster, um, just as another like pretty competent, similar type of running back. Um, but you know, just looking long term, like. God, like, it, I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's, tough, it's all man. speculation. You, you, know? you, like, you texted me about this that. one. You texted me about this one, and I, I saw my first response was no. Like, don't yeah. do it. Instant, and then right? immediately, immediately I looked at my rankings, and I had, you know, Cam Akers behind Cooper Cup. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. They're really close, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's – I still, like, my emotion was saying no. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's one of those things where like, um, you know, in, in a league, especially if it's, yeah, I don't know, like you can, you can cobble together a Cooper Cupish yes performance from a few, you Somebody. know, sort of yeah. spot starting a few different, you know, Michael Gallup and, you know, yeah. Darnell Mooney and, uh, you know, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who right. you have on your team. I just pulled two no, names yeah, out of my exactly. ass. Exactly. Those, you know, those type of people. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe, you know, it's not, obviously you're not going to get Cooper cup. Probably, you know, Cooper cup could have a really big year. That's why I think, you know, my rankings had him ahead in terms of dynasty yeah. rankings. And I was like, but I, but I, but I changed that. I moved, I moved acres above that sort of tier of wide receivers because I don't know if I'd be selling acres. I don't know, man. I, you know, I think I told you, you know, last week on the pod with Boone, I was a little bit hesitant, but I don't, I'm not selling Cam Akers for a 22 first. Yeah. I'm just not doing it because right. I feel like, and I said it on the goat district pod. I said, you know, Cam Akers, if you just said you can have Brees Hall for Cam Akers, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like they're both going to be, you know, yeah. coming into the league next year, so to speak, like, right. you know, and if, if Cam Akers is healthy, if he – like, so put it this way. If Cam Akers yes. – you told me for sure he'll be healthy, then fuck yeah. you. I'm not doing that. Right, right. So it's all about medicine. Yeah. Well, I don't know about medicine. I don't know. I just know that lately a lot of these guys have been coming back fine. Right. And so I'd like maybe more to than, wait. Better than they used to be. Yes. Like, you know, the, the old people coming back. Like, the, the new recovery is a little bit better. The new recoveries are amazing. You know, and even some of the old recoveries, I mean – I was listening to Matt Kelly and he mentioned Terrell Suggs. Remember Terrell Suggs? That was a few years ago, man, when he tore his Achilles and like it ended up being, I think in spring and he played the end of the season. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) He played the same year. Yes. Yeah. Like played through the playoffs. Like, so he like, it happened in spring. He recouped over summer and early fall and then played in like October and then played in the playoffs. Like that's fucking crazy. Like, He's a linebacker. Like he's a, you know, I don't know. Like these guys, you need, I don't know. You I playing that they, position, you need your Achilles. You're, that's a lot of, of pressure. You're putting, you know, you're putting on, on, on the, on your legs. And yeah. And, and that's why, yeah, that's, that's why I was like, you know, like you said, the instant reaction is fuck no, I'm not doing that. But like just the potential for him to come back fully healthy. I mean, they didn't bring anyone else in. They haven't signed anyone else. You know, like he could come back next year and the the uh, roster is the exact same and he's the starter instantly, you know. And instantly. we have Marlon yeah. Mack coming this year. So I think we'll get a nice little like taste to see. I'd like to know? see what he does. Yeah. I'd like to see level. what he does. Because I love Marlon Mack. You know, I, I, I was worried about JT last year because I was like, well, he's going to have to split some time with Marlon Mack. Like if Marlon Mack's no healthy, that guy's a good runner. 
you know, and now, especially with JT there, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how much uh, work he does get, and then yeah, like how how healthy he is, you know, how how he comes back if he's fully. I mean, we saw Emmanuel Sanders. We saw Emmanuel Sanders. We saw Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant. I know these are different people with different positions, different sport in some ways, but like I thought Kevin Durant was done because of the the Achilles thing, the sort of the death knell. I said the same thing about Emmanuel Sanders. I've been wrong on both of these guys. It's like I keep saying, oh, yeah, they're done. They're never going to be the same. And then they're fucking fine. Like Kevin Durant was dope. Like, and I'm not suggesting that playing running back is the same, but. Kevin Durant's also a 30 plus year old seven foot player. Like why would he have any advantages over a 22 year old, like rocked up cam makers? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. And I think there was even like a, a, um, an Olympian gymnast, um, for the U S or I think it was the U S that came back from an Achilles a couple of years, you know, they tore a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's possible, you know, and, and, and at least the beauty with dynasties, we get multiple years to hang on to these people. So, you yeah. know, I think I'm going to hang on um, to Cam. It's I, really I, tough, I though, right? Yeah, I, I, it is, you know, and and, and I do have um, I just finished projections for the Rams and I have Cooper Cup with, I think, eleven hundred yards, definitely over a thousand him and Robert Wood. So, you know, it's yeah, possible they're both going to be good. Up another couple of good years. But at the end of the day, he's like, what? he's twenty eight. Um, yeah. You know how much longer? I, I think I would make. I, would, I think I would make a trade like that late in the year when you're definitely going to be going for it. Like if yeah. your team is like, holy shit! Like yeah. I think I've got a, a chance at the uh, a real chance at a championship. Then I do it. Otherwise, you know, next year, like if this isn't your year, then next year going into the year, if Cam Akers is healthy, you'd feel like an idiot for having traded Cam Akers for right. what Cooper Cup will be next year too. You know, so mm. only if this year is the advantage year. So if it's not actually giving you an advantage of winning, it makes no sense for you to try and acquire. Right. Yeah. And, and, and kudos to the guy that sent me the trade offer because yeah. the, this is what you want to do. You want to try to capitalize on people's emotions and, and, and yes. the information that's coming out and you know how things are changing and like, not knowing what's going to happen with Cam Akers. I mean, just the fact that I even considered it, right? Like, that's already a yeah. good enough trade because I considered it because it wasn't, like, even though I wanted to say offer. hell no, I was like, well, shit, you know, like, at least got to think about it. And that, you know, that's a good offer, you know, regardless. Yeah, it was a of, great uh, offer, no doubt. And, and and you know, what's interesting, Tommy, is, you know, we we did the, we did the, we did the, uh, your league, uh, the pros versus Joes. And um, I think you've got an announcement to make, don't you, about the uh, the league that we talked about? I, I mentioned it last week on the show. We sent out a few Twitter, you know, whatever tweets. They're, they're called tweets, right? The kids. <laughs> you know, that's um, over the burnout. Yeah, those tweets. <laughs> the little tweets. And uh, you you uh, you have selected who's going to be the quote unquote Joe in the pros versus Joe's league that you've got going, don't you? Yeah, thanks, Jax, for uh, for running that promo last week. Um, yeah, so we're it's. Uh, you know, kind of organized by um, by Dave from Dynasty Dork. So shout out to Dave over there. Um, but it, but uh, to promote the Dynasty Owner um, app, it's a new uh, fancy uh, football platform to play on. And so we're doing a pros versus Joe's league, all for charity. Um, we haven't picked the charity. Well, I, I'm so I'm I'm running one of the uh, the pros leagues. So there's uh, twelve divisions. Um, and yeah, all ran by by pros, you know, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, and, and so, all for charity. Mine will probably go to some sort of like CTE research. I do a lot. Usually, um, donate all of my uh, my charity stuff to to the Concussion Legacy Foundation that does a lot of stuff for for um, 
uh, for CTE research and, and concussions. I had a bunch of concussions uh, playing high school and college. So that one kind of uh, rings uh, near and dear to my heart, but I guess my head. Um, but yeah. so, so yeah, so we're putting out promos uh, on, on drafted again. Thanks Jax. Um, and some of our other future, podcasts. Future Tommy is really pissed off about those CTE concussions. You've got. Oh, totally. He's like, man, yeah. you better get your shit in check right now. Um, thank I live in California helps, helps give, That's uh, right. give my medicine That's to right. keep me clear every day. But, but shout out to dynasty player 34, uh, fantasy sports fanatic, uh, sending in a, uh, a rating review for the undrafted on, on Apple podcast, or I think it was Spotify, one of the two. Um, but yeah, shout out to you, uh, Dynasty Player Thirty Four. Um, I'll send you a DM. Congratulations, you're in the league, uh, in the division um, with me. Um, we have, I think, about eight or nine so far, so we're almost filled up. Uh, we got a couple more promotions to run on a couple of our other Undroppables, our yeah, Undroppables podcast. Um, <laughs> the new one uh, that Regina Wright is running, uh, she talks oh, football. So good. Running, running one on that uh her her first episode dropping uh, very very shortly um we'll have our new uh flagship podcast running a, a promo um and then a couple other people that I'll, I'll reach out to maybe just to fill it but yeah so uh you know congratulations to you dynasty player 34 um i forgot your real name buddy here's, uh, here's but, the thing it doesn't matter because dynasty player 34 is actually my burner so you're fucked ah perfect there you go i'm joking i'm oh, joking per- the king of the birders over here. <laughs> yeah, the king of the bird. I, you know, my burners are so cool. They follow me and they comment. No, I don't. <laughs> I just love when you talk to your undrafted uh, self. Yes. So, so funny. yes, that's right. Yeah, um, so I get yeah, into arguments so, with myself. So that was Steve. Uh, I'll, I'll reach out to you, Steve, on on uh, on Twitter. But congratulations for for making the league. Uh, we have a really fun division. Um, some people from uh, downtown Rams there, and a couple other uh, people from Twitter. So it should be fun. Like I said, it's all for charity. And uh, yeah, excited to to get that one started for this year. Well, we're about to. So congratulations, Steve. Congratulations. Thanks for running it. Uh, thanks for the charity. Um, league i mean those are great every you know it's just awesome uh the, yeah. the dynasty and fantasy community always seems to pull together it's really kind of cool actually um there, there are a few you know uh you know things that we all do that we really feel good about i mean scott fishbowl sort of the yep. preeminent example of that but there's a ton of things going on like that i mean you know dan awl sabermetrics sort of did that hayden hurst uh yep. you know which now is caught and uh, caught fire and everybody's kind of you know uh, supporting that so it's really good to see so great job great work awesome but before yeah, we to, before we to, get out of go ahead shout out, out to scott fish um because you know and i've told him this before uh, personally but you know because of scott fishbowl he has empowered a lot of other people to just donate some money to charity that's right. like why not you know and 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 so you know i don't know if he was necessarily the first one but he definitely made uh it more popular to do you know and i know a lot of people now that won't uh, get into a league unless there's some part of it going to charity. So, uh, you know, they, shout out to Scott just for setting the great example. And, and this is just one of those examples of people picking it up. But yeah, there's charity leagues going on all the time. And I encourage anyone that's listening to just take 10% of your proceeds and, and donate to charity. You know, every little bit helps. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. But before we, before we get going, uh, we're going to have to at least, uh, at least give a little bit more fire and then we'll get out of here. And I'll just ask you this. Who who was the person telling you that CD Lamb is the absolute fucking truth? I mean, <laughs> did you see CD Lamb this week? Just going up one handed oh. and casually just fucking I mean, this dude he, he had a he had like a highlight reel 
in the first week of training camp. And by the, I mean, we'll talk about training camps. I think you're going with Chalk, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rams training camp on Monday. Me and Chalk will be there uh, repping for Undroppables and downtown Rams getting some live uh, training camp coverage. But, yeah, man, uh, that that was fucking all you. Um, the fucking oh, Receipt King uh, showing his receipts uh, the other day of how, how much he were talking about CeeDee Lamb. And, um, you oh. know, this, this week uh, for me with seeing some of that CeeDee Lamb uh, uh, training camp footage, it's <clears throat> it's been some of the best and uh, worst times uh, of my week this week because um, best because I fucking love CD Lamb. He's amazing. Uh, ever since you put, uh, you know, we always talk, we always talk over the undroppables. And so, you know, once his name got tossed around by you and, you know, everyone started doing the research and checking it out, like, you know, we've been on this guy for years now. Um, yeah. But it, it was, it was one of the worst because, you know, all the fucking people out there that are reminding uh, me when I'm reading the tweets about how the Raiders <laughs> passed on CD Lamb yes. uh, for Henry Ruggs, and I'm still dealing with that. You know, yes. it was, was live on a, on a live stream when that pick came in, um, and and still just you know hoping uh, Rugs. You looked has... like that Chris Farley meme or GIF when he's like all happy and then oh, starts yeah. wondering what the hell's going yeah. on with Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I'm hoping there's some some semblance of like, oh god, if he can just sniff, if Rugs's career can sniff anywhere where Lambs is gonna end up. Uh, I'll be happy, but but yeah, man, that that guy, that guy's the truth. Um, you know, I, I really see him as the alpha. Uh, you know, really starting to take over in year two. You know, Amari. Everyone, anyone that's been following me for a couple of years knows my feeling yeah. on Amari Cooper. Um, and, you know, and so as good as the guy is, talent wise, Amari, um, he he's just not going to be there every single game. And I think CD has that op, that that potential to you know to have a nice weekly floor and just be a solid fantasy contributor uh, from here on out, especially as when Dak's there. And so yeah, man, it's it's wheels up in the drop holes for for CD Lamb and and really a, a lot of other people too. So you love seeing um, you love seeing that training camp video come out um, because like. You know, unlike a lot of other uh, videos, you know, especially with running backs, it's really hard to like gauge like, okay, is this really against a defense that's going to stop them? Um, You know, and and so you see someone like CeeDee Lamb making a crazy catch on the sideline. That doesn't matter. You know, like that, that's him. You know, that that he puts on pads, he's going to do it. He's doing against the ones or the twos. Like it's against good competition. CeeDee Lamb catching those balls the way he's doing it it's like it's phenomenal it's great to see yeah he's he's so good and you know i i know that uh you know maybe i'll this pod will convince you to reconsider where you have cd lamb uh ranked in your dynasty rankings uh i look i'm not going to move him to wide receiver one overall because of that stupid catch i mean that catch was he did that same thing by the way he had that same type of catch in the at the combine uh and judy had just ran a rep and like was standing there and CD make made this catch like one handed somersaulted, obviously he wasn't wearing pads or whatever. He just like, and then hopped up like a gazelle and was like, yeah. handed the ball to Judy and was like, whatever, bro. Like he was just so <laughs> fucking cool about the whole thing. Like dude, the dude is just, oh, he's unbelievable. So how, I'm how a big CD Lamb fan. How am I the only undroppable to have him not ranked number two? You and yeah. Chuck are both, are yeah. both so high. I, 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 fuck, I, I love the guy, but it's like, you know, Everybody you have over him is defensible. Every that, single that's player. The, that's where I always run into, and you Every always bring it up. One. Like, what? What's up? Hey, like you'll you know you'll screenshot it. You'll send it to me. Like, what's up with this guy? And I'm like, I don't know. The people in front of him. It's hard to fucking put him ahead of him. <laughs> 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 I have a hard time. That's why again. That's why I need projections to like just give me something that's like numbers and unbiased <laughs> and like just okay, go from here because I'm gonna look at CD Lamb and be like, I love this guy. 
I like that guy too. And I like DK Metcalf too. I like Justin Jefferson too, you know? So, you know, I think at a certain point you end up splitting some hairs, but you know, if we're looking at really long term, I mean, God, it's, I mean, he's, he's wearing the 88, you know, for the Cowboys for a reason. Yeah. I think he yeah. could be another hall of famer type of guy. Um, if, if he has the longevity to stay in the league for a long time, I really hope he does. And I think he can, um, and you know, just scratch the surface last year. So this year's, you know, it's going to be awesome. Well, I'm going to give you my answer so that you can make sure you have an answer to go. But I'll ask you this. Who are some of the the wide receivers right now? Because I think there's a lot of wide receiver value, um, you know, because there's some some wide receivers being slept on. Um, you know, right now, and this is happening for me in, in best ball too. Like these are like my three most owned um, wide receivers in best ball. And I think they're also being slept on in dynasty a little bit. Uh, first one is Cortland Sutton. You know, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton was absolutely fantastic two years ago. Um, and then he was better last year. He was coming out of the gates. All the words was he was the hardest worker. The absolute stone best was absolutely unbelievable. Then pops his knee. Right. Yeah. So he's coming back. Look, ACLs have been, you know, a, a walk in the park for these pro athletes. It seems yeah. like. I mean, look, obviously, if he has a setback from that, um, you know, then I fucked this up. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, any sort of an average player. I think he's an absolute alpha and he's yeah. being slept on. The other guy that I, I feel like everybody's sleeping on is Juju, uh, especially in Dynasty. The kid's like still I think he's like 17 or 18 years old still. Yeah, um, like I'm joking. He's like he's super young. <laughs> he's like 24, you know, 24. and yeah. And so he's being slept on in a major way. He's yeah. going at like, you know, wide res- like he's going he's going super late, like uh, seventh or eighth round in like best ball. It's crazy, criminally low. Uh, and, and of course, my last guy would probably be still be Gabe Davis. Um, I think, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I've got Gabe Davis, I think is like in my, in the forties in, in dynasty, like, it's not like I have him. uh, excuse me, not in dynasty and redraft, redraft. you know, I have him at like wide receiver 48 in dynasty. I think I have him yep. in the thirties or something like that. That's yep. still 44. I mean, it's hard to move him up too much, but like, you know, if you have him as a wide receiver four, that's not where he's being drafted. And I think he's definitely has the upside in that spot, you know, uh, especially in dynasty, because, you know, this year it could be a little bit, who knows, but, you know, uh, look, he was, he, he was really good down the stretch. BZ put out a, a tweet about him. So those are my three that, you know, at value and at cost, you, you got to really be considering these guys because they, they seem to be very undervalued. Anybody that you like in the wide receiver group, uh, that you think is uh, poses great value in uh, in dynasty and and probably in redraft too. They kind of go hand in hand, oftentimes. Yeah, some of these guys, um, you know, ADP wise, like you know, you might not necessarily necessarily consider value, but um, just like where they're ranked, like Deontay Johnson is one guy I really like, and I think he can make a really big step. Um, I, I had him as like. You know, people were throwing like, oh, who's like your dark horse, like wide receiver one candidate. Like I, I could really see Deontay Johnson with the volume um, making that leap into a wide receiver one, not necessarily the wide receiver one. Um, but they like, where is he going at like ADP? Um, you know, it was like 25 overall wide receiver 25. You know, I could see him easily outperforming that and being being a, a low end wide receiver one for into wide receiver one. Um, it's crazy. All three of us have him at wide receiver 23 in Dynasty. Yeah. It's kind of weird. 
Huh. Yeah, we're all three of us. It's kind of and that, been, see, and that doesn't happen a whole lot where we're like all on the same page. It's usually like someone no. that's like way higher or lower. I'm usually the one yes. that's like way lower than, than you guys <laughs> on some of these guys. Um, Darnell Mooney is another one I'm like super high on. Um, I love it. I, you know, I wouldn't say like with uh, compared to like the circles I run in on Twitter. Like I think all the guys that I talk to that I'm friends with um, are all super high on Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, I, I think it was funny. People were talking, you know, like the, the low hanging fruit was, you know, Anthony Miller's gone down Darnell Mooney season. Like it didn't fucking matter. Anthony Miller could have been right. there and it was already exactly. Darnell totally. Mooney season, you know, yeah, and, this and answer would have been the same. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So especially, you know, yes. as quickly as fields can get in, I think, you know, that, that's going to be better for him. Um, and then another guy I really am ready to take another last chance on this year that I think could have a really good bounce back year um, is, is Odell Beckham. Um, I, I think, you know, last year, like, you know, he was hurt, he was dealing with stuff and we've seen like, he's just had such like an epic decline, like not as bad as like Victor Cruz, you know, where all of a sudden just like fell off the face of the earth. Um, but like the guy was elite for so long, you know, and really had like just a not great couple of years. But I think, you know, if he's fully healthy, he's ready to come back. He's got a chip on his shoulder again. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of these guys too, like you mentioned, like divas, right. For, for some of these quarterbacks, but receivers are the same thing. And, you know, sometimes you get too comfortable, um, you think like, you know, stuff is owed to you and that you just should get it. Like you don't play as well, but if you get that chip back on your shoulder, we have something to prove, which I feel like that's where he's at now. He has something left to prove that he's still good. Um, I think it's still worth taking a shot on, on Odell. Um, you know, an ADP wise got, he's, I mean, where's he at? Wide receiver 29, you know? And, and so I like saying like, yeah, like a mid-level wide receiver two is where I could see him at. If he's having a good year with Baker, I think that's, you know, wide receiver 15 is like a reasonable outcome for him. So that's definitely out uh, outperforming his ADP right now. Well, my Scott Fishbowl certainly hopes that Odell does well this year because I, I took, I swung from the fences everywhere. I've like Will Fuller, like <laughs> Odell and like no, all these guys, like, you know, upside. who are like, all upside it's like this no upside <laughs> you know oh it's unbelievable it's the, it could be the worst squad i've ever drafted or or it could win yeah. the scott fishbowl like that's which what is, you need though yeah that's yeah. what you need for scott fishbowl you know it's <laughs> yes. not i i'm a guy that that loves uh bob long and, and consistency and playing you know like especially for redraft leagues or or trying to like win now leagues uh for dynasty like really building with consistency and that is almost the opposite of what you want to do for scott fishbowl it's like all upside um but yeah I, you know i can see it with those guys and you know and some of those hot names like you know mike williams getting talked about a lot like mike williams have been there we've been there though you know we 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 were fucking captaining that mikey dubs train two years ago and now we're both kind of like uh we're we gonna go there again you know i've been well you kind of have to this is the year you have to you gotta <laughs> yeah. cash your chip yeah. in this is yeah. your truth or chip cash right, right. You know, this yeah. is your, it's the uh, year yeah so i have yeah, you know and, i have um <clears throat> some faith for him I, I have some faith in Corey davis bouncing back with the new situation I, I really like elijah Moore, but like i don't think anyone's really talking about Corey davis and then when he's on right. like especially last year he was on um he could he could be a big value too yeah, yeah that's right real sneaky yep. you know and, and and especially for redraft leagues and i know you're a dynasty podcast but especially for redraft leagues <laughs> like i'm always like the notorious one in my league that's like laughing at people like drafting fucking uh, like second stringers, I'm like, there's still starters available. Corey Davis is going <laughs> right. to be that guy that everyone's going to forget. This guy's still a starter. So when you're in like right. round 10 plus and you're like, man, who's out there? Like, fuck, get a starter. 
get Corey yeah. Davis because like he's the starter. He's gonna get the most. He's gonna get the target share. He's gonna get at least the targets, and that's what you want, right? At least the that's where that's where Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman yes. are kind of interesting. Yes, I don't really want to roster either one of them. I'm just yes. being honest. I don't think no. I have very much in he's any way, shape, or form, or fashion. But the point is, is like I don't think I'll be drafting him. But in a lot of regular redraft leagues, they probably also won't get drafted. Yeah. You know. Tw- 12 team redraft league where mm-hmm. you, you know you have like 15 roster right. spots like i don't know man they, no. they may not even be drafted you know they're yeah. not necessarily the in the starter. top 150 yeah and if tyrell's if tyrell is healthy we've seen him put up over a thousand yards. Yes. we've seen him put up wide receiver one numbers he just wasn't healthy with the raiders so that's the last impression that people have of him but like all the expectation was there for him at the Raiders, and they were expecting him to be that. It just didn't happen, and so they. So, who are you on. putting your chips on, Tyrell or Brashad? <sighs> Tyrell, if he's healthy, if, if if they're both fully healthy all season, Tyrell. But who oh, I really yeah, I mean, like obviously, over, yeah, yeah. But, but who I really like over there is Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, so I know, that's I know, dynasty play right there. <laughs> yeah, that is a dynasty, not Quintez Cephas. Oh no, I mean. <laughs> I still have, you know, like there's always these guys, like I still have stash on like my taxi or something, you know, like you're just, oh, wow. Like, is that guy ever going to turn into something or be anything? And he maybe, you know, but like now, like who knows, you know, I really don't see it happening. The other dynasty buy I really like, I'll leave you, I'll leave you all, all you good people with this one is Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is a great dynasty buy because right now, uh, you know, Amari Cooper is on the pup. Uh, He had ankle surgery. He is probably going to be fine. But if he's not, mm-hmm. I mean, we know that C.D. Lamb is the best wide receiver on that team. I said that when he was drafted. People were like, well, I don't know, a little too soon for that. No, it's not. He's dope. No, not. Now we're seeing that's true. Um, but Amari is really good. But if Amari is hurt, which he's been known to be hurt, that's one of the reasons that, you know, Tommy, you're not so high on him is he does disappear in moments when you're like, OK, I really need you to come through. And he doesn't. A lot of times because he's got these little nagging injuries. Well, now he's coming into the season hurt. If he's hurt at all, then Gallup could have a huge year. That offense is going to be moving the football no matter who. And it could be Gallup that sees a lot there. Even if he doesn't, it's not a crazy time to buy him anyway. He saw over 100 targets in consecutive seasons. He's probably going to see 100 targets again. So he's going to have standalone value this year, even if all three of them are healthy. But next year – I don't think these three are together on the same team. You know, whether they keep Gallup and get rid of Amari or keep Amari and get rid of Gallup, either way, it doesn't matter. He's going to be in a different situation and likely a better one in terms of ceiling. So go get yourself some Michael Gallup. He's he's cheap. I love that. Yeah, that yeah. another one of my favorite targets for Scott Fishbowl as well. One of those a little bit later. I think I have him too. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. I mean, it's and 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 especially with the Cowboys, right? With a healthy Dak, a healthy Zeke, um, who cares about Amari, but at least with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, like they're all going to feed off of each other. You know, with all of them being healthy, that offense is going to gel. You know, that's part of the reason why Zeke did do as well. Like after Dak got hurt, it all tanked. It all went downhill. But when he was with Dak, he was killing it. He was top three in the league, you know, and so – when the offense is when the passing game is going, the run game is going. When the run game is going, then the receivers eat. You know that, that offense needs to gel like that. And when they do, it's it's phenomenal. They they're all fantasy relevant players. And you know, and even with the tight ends, if it's Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz, like Schultz, like either one, you know, like it, the offense is going to do well as long as Dak stays healthy. So 
um, yeah, I'm excited for this year for the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a, that's a team you want a lot of, a lot of pieces of, by the way, you mentioned the Michael Gallup, uh, Scott fish. I, I, I went five wide receivers in a row rounds eight through 12 and it was Odell Beckham, DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup, Rashad Bateman. There it is. So the upside poo-poo the platter, upside five in a row. Yeah, Hell the yeah. upside. Yeah. See, I like that, though. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing then that, you know, you, you had a, a few uh, quarterbacks in, and solid running backs in the mix there before you went all those uh, wide receivers, too. And so I, I love that kind of build. Yeah, there's 1,900 teams. I'm one of five teams that rosters both Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. So – you know, I've got Waller and Pitts. I've got Kamara, Javante Williams, and Mike Davis. Love it. Um, I've got Matt Ryan and Trey Lance, but I also backed up Trey Lance with Jimmy G. So Love I've got that. the San Francisco situation no matter yep. what. And I, you know, a little dice roll on the old Mac Jones. So yeah. I, I oh, feel pretty yeah. good about it. Yeah, God, I love that number fifty. So, uh, we're rocking that fifty in training camp. That's no awesome. doubt, absolutely, Love absolutely. Well. Tommy, Tommy Mo. Hey, we, you know, it's late at night. We, you know, our kids are, are, are asleep, fast asleep. This, this pod's going to come out Friday morning. God bless y'all. You know, um, Tommy Mo, tell them where they can find you. Obviously you're my brother over at the undroppables. They know where to find you, but tell them what's, what's going on. Bob. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at two on one FFB on TikTok. It is two on one fantasy sports, you know, catch yes. all my, great videos over there on tiktok um but yeah you know you know besides undroppables and everything all the great stuff we're doing there um you know just put out an article have a couple more articles coming out under undroppables um have some video content coming back uh two-on-one fantasy sports will be back uh, as a podcast uh, for a couple more episodes uh, before the start of the season to do some rankings uh, and some redraft strategy and then we'll be taking a break for the season do a lot more video content uh, on youtube and do a lot more writing uh, in season and then um yeah dabbling in some uh, some just straight football writing for downtown rams uh, just covering the rams and just talking football which has kind of been a nice little change of pace from from fantasy um just because football is my first love and to just kind of yes talk football is just kind of nice um but yeah. yeah that's that's kind of where you can find all my content you know mostly on undroppables.com go check out all of our great podcasts over there uh just search undroppables in any anything that you listen to podcasts on and you'll find all of them there especially two on one fantasy sports and that's uh yeah that's 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 where you can find me and, and thanks Jax, for for fucking having me on man it's it's been great to see uh see your run this past year and um yeah from from episode one to 48 it's been it's been awesome thanks man i appreciate it. well you and i are our partners in this deal um yeah. and so you know, this is, uh, I'm just glad to have you on my team and, and, you know, you're a great, great person. So I, I really appreciate that. So on behalf of everybody here at the undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at the undrafted and on behalf of the reigning defending world champion, Michael P. Duncan, on behalf of Tommy Moe and Jack Stalcone, we out.